and welcome to episode 38 of Nostalgia Decoms Today. My name is Trevor Dion. With me as always is my brother Kyle. Hello. Today, we're talking about a movie that actually has a good message, but also has a lot of other stuff going on that drags down the impact of its message. It's the 2002 drama A Ring of Endless Light. Kyle and I will get into our fishy thoughts and theories on this film in just a second, but first, here's my quick synopsis for A Ring of Endless Light. A Ring of Endless Light follows Vicki Austin, played by Misha Barton, and her two siblings as they go to visit their grandfather for the summer. This summer turns into a very eventful one for Vicky too. For one, she has two boys vying for her love, one of whom is a dolphin researcher, the other whose father owns a fishing boat that accidentally kills dolphins. To go along with that, she also learns that she can communicate with the dolphins. So Vicky and her two suitors work together to put a stop to the illegal fishing practices used that kill more sea life than just fish. And if that wasn't enough for Vicky to deal with, she also learns about a dark secret her grandfather has. With all this going on, it seems Vicky will have to become an adult much faster than even she expected. Okay, Kyle. I know, 100% for a fact, that I never watched this. I've never seen it either. Okay, so what were your thoughts on this? I thought there was like three different stories going on at once. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like. It felt like the girl story, mm-hmm. the dolphin story, mm-hmm. and like the grandpa story. Mm-hmm. So there's that love triangle going on. I was like, this is too much. Let's stick with one thing. Right. You know, it just... The dolphin dig was enough. Right, yes. And then I thought, okay, while we're watching it, I thought maybe it would be like 13th year. Like, she's a mermaid. Mm-hmm. Don't know. I just still don't understand the superpower she had. <laughs> I didn't know she was telepathic, but I'm like, okay, that's enough. That's that's enough. Green screening was okay. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> I mean, it didn't look bad at all. In certain areas. I mean, you could notice it. Right. You know, this is what I got. Uh. <laughs> I, I agree. So, as I mentioned, never seen this before. I can also understand why I've never seen it before. It clearly is not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. I'm not someone who's only about the quote-unquote scary, like kid scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, you also watched uh, Color of Friendship, which was pretty good. Color of Friendship. And, and... Horse Sense. Mm-hmm. Like, Horse Sense doesn't have any superpowers or anything like right. that. It doesn't have scary things. You also watched uh, Dan- Dunkirk, right? Yeah, Dun- that came out in theaters, Dunkirk. Yeah, so I don't necessarily need a movie to be superpowered-based or right. anything like that. I can watch a good drama, especially if it's good. <laughs> this just happens to be one that is not. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't bad either. It just had too much going on for it to be, li- like, really... Stable, I should say. Yes. I, as you kind of mentioned, if they had just stuck to one story, it would have been better. For for me, I was getting like three different movies going at once, which I'll kind of explain mm-hmm. as we get to the different plot points that made me think of them. But yeah, they had 
the dolphin thing going on. There was the grandpa thing. And it's just like, like pick one and, and stick mm-hmm. with it. So for me, it was, it was a rough watch. And kind of like with, I think, High School Musical 2, or there was another movie that we watched where I was constantly constantly looking to see how much time there was left because I was just so bored. I kind of had to pause it around the, like the end of it. Like There was only like 27 minutes left. I had to pause it and walk away <laughs> for a little bit. I was, I was annoyed, especially during the middle part. But okay, so <laughs> since we're wanting to talk about it, I also want to mention that what I'd be interested in checking out is apparently mm-hmm. this is based on a book. Okay. So from what I've kind of gathered, lots of decoms that Disney has to go for are, are based, based off of books. books. Yeah. And it just so happens that this book that the movie's based on is written by, I think her name is pronounced Madeline Lingle. And she is most well known for writing A Wrinkle in Time. Okay. So, you know, that the movie's The Wrinkle in Time and mm-hmm. everything. And apparently, many people tend to say that A Wrinkle, a to- a wrinkle in Time is extremely hard to adapt to the screen just because of how much is going on. And I feel like mm-hmm. that the, is the, the case with this. This movie, yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about the movie. And as you mentioned you kind of thought it would be like the 13th year mm-hmm. and the way that this opens is right. the thing that made me think 13th year because we had this beautiful like underwater scenery with the the main character essentially being a mermaid mm-hmm. and swimming around underwater and then we learn that it's actually just Vicky dreaming yeah although i was still kind of convinced maybe it's a hint to come right. later you mm-hmm. know kind of like what happened in 13th year where where the main character in that one, he was kind of getting a vision. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, maybe this is a premonition that she's going to be a mermaid at some point. Which, and there's like other things to go with this theory mm-hmm. that kept on making me the think first mermaid. Thing, the first thing I got was like the mom arguing with her, you know? Okay. I uh, was like, maybe, maybe. Uh, maybe? <laughs> As if she's not like really their Part child of, yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. I can I can see that. But yeah, so... We have that dream thing, and we realize they're coming up to an island to stay with their grandpa for a little bit, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming they sent the kids first, and then the parents are supposed to follow afterwards to have a little That's big... the only thing I could... That's what I kind of gathered from Gathered, that. yeah. And they get to the island, they see their grandpa, and the thing that I found the most weird about these grandchildren with their grandparent... Is the way they call him grandfather. Yes! And, like, they, they wouldn't turn it to, like, Grandpa, Gramps, and no, it was always Grandfather. Grandfather. I'm like, are they, like, British or something? Like, do they come from Britain? Because that's the only, like, in movies, that's the only way that the Britons, they say, Grandfather, you know? I was thinking that maybe it's kind of English, sort of, because they also have the moment, which comes a little bit later after this, but you kind of already mentioned, where the daughter's arguing with the mom on the phone, mm-hmm. and we learned that... The parents want her to go to, as she puts it, a new school at the university. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking college at first, but then I was like, no, maybe it's an actual like school. And the only people that I know that would say university, university is yeah, like in the... Europe area and mm-hmm. all that. But yeah, so the whole grandfather thing just just kept on bugging me. And I was like, just, just call sure, him grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Like, simple. 
Anyhow. <laughs> so they get all loaded up in the grandfather's old jalopy, which has no roof at all. And so in order to protect from the rain, they have to open this like ginormous umbrella. <laughs> though it's a good idea, though. It really is, honestly. It's just really funny to, to think about, like, if he's the only one in the car, like, how does he just hold on to it with one hand while he drives I'm assuming that he has it, like, set in the car somehow. I mean, I guess. It just looked pretty free whenever uh, Susie was mm-hmm. holding it around. <laughs> also, no one even paid attention to that. That just means they're used to it. True. True. And then we get to the house, and this is where we hear Vicky talking to her mom, and... Kind of almost going to your point that maybe they are from, like, a European mm-hmm. country, like, an England or something like that. Vicky seems to have an accent to yes. a certain degree. Or she's trying it, to hide an accent. It, it sounds very strange to me. Yeah. Every now and then you hear her a- an accent come out. And I'm like, okay. And then it goes back. Yeah. It's very it's very weird. As if, as if she was trying to do, like, some type of a dialect. Mm-hmm. And she had, like, a little dialect coach on set. But she wasn't keeping it consistent or was having trouble holding it. Which, why not just let her sound natural? Yeah. I feel like it would sound less weird than what it does in the movie. But Unless that was her natural voice and she was trying to mimic an American. Maybe. I don't know. It, it, it was just very weird to me. But we do get to hear a conversation with her mom, which we don't get to hear the mom side. Mm-hmm. All we really hear is is Vicky saying, yes, I will, you know, just kind of trying to get past the conversation and eventually like, kind of puts her brother onto the phone and walks off. And then later that night, the grandfather ends up setting up Susie's telescope and ends up having a talk with Vicky. And that's or this is where she expresses the whole going to a new school mm-hmm. and everything and that she needs to study because she did good on like the English, I think. Yeah. But she failed in like the math, math science. Math science, mm-hmm. And this is also where the grandpa brings her down inside and actually gives her a book of poems that he's her collected. Poems. Yeah, her own poems that he's collected and put in, into its own little like scrapbook. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty sweet, you know, a very sweet thing to do. And it does kind of work with the the heart of the film. Mm-hmm. And if we had stayed on this storyline, right. It'd have been a good movie. There's also another story that comes up, which if they had stuck to that, it'd have been a good movie. But we're about to get there. <laughs> I think the only other storyline that I don't think I would like so much was the the last one. The dolphin one was fine, and the grandpa one was fine. I don't think the last one was really as good as both of them. Those two. I'm trying to think of what. Whenever we whenever we get to it, let me know which one it is. Okay. So I can I can agree or disagree with you on that. <laughs> But I do like how once the grandfather gives her the book, he says, anyone who says growing up is easy, obviously doesn't remember it. Great, like, remembering quote. I do love that one. And we see the grandfather in pain Mm -hmm. at this moment. And we also get to see him taking pills afterwards. And whenever he did that, my first thought was, oop, he gonna die. (laughs) I immediately thought he was gonna die. See, though... It comes later, but I thought he was going to die a little bit later. See, I definitely... Like, I didn't think he was going to die in that moment, but I, I was like, at some That's point... point. Yeah. Probably, like, middle of the movie, Grandpa's going to die. Mm. That's kind of what I assumed. And also th- thought he was going to die from something 
other than what he actually dies from. Oh. But I'll kind of get to that in a little bit. And after that, it's the next day. And here comes Ryan, Ryan Merriman showing off his abs and everything. And that his was the first surprise. Well, that's the second surprise person. What was your first surprise person? The little brother. I thought I recognized the little brother from somewhere. I don't know what you would know. Cause I, I know. that's I. The only thing that I saw that the little brother's in, which I can kind of bring up now because like I said, it's the only thing that I, I saw that I know him from, is he was in the Thunderbirds movie. Oh, know. okay. Okay, so you... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was in that. And... It's been a long time since I've seen Thunderbird, so I probably didn't recognize him at all. Mm. Oh, so good catch on that one. Nice. But yeah, Ryan Merriman shows up, and this whole thing, and even before, whenever Vicky was talking about new school at the university, mm-hmm. but even more so with Ryan Merriman showing up as Adam and talking to both Vicky and Susie, it made me wonder, what are the ages of these kids supposed to be? Especially in the book. Because you have, like I said, Vicky talking mm-hmm. about university. I assume she's older because of what happens a little bit. It's it's coming up, but it's a little bit. She's at least high school age. Okay. And then the same thing makes me wonder about Adam because he's talking about how he's working in marine biology right now, getting ready to go to Harvard. Well, I assume this does take place after the luck of the Irish. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I assume he's, like, college level. And then also, we have Susie, who's apparently a brainiac and, like, knows a whole bunch of science. She's obviously skipping grades. And then I have a similar kind of thing with the age of Rob, who's the little brother, Mm -hmm. because of how he talks about something at the very end. But it just made me wonder, what are the ages of these kids supposed to be? I assume the... The younger sister is like maybe 15. Well, and then Rob is like 10. Here's what I can tell you. Uh huh. According to synopsises on uh, IMDb. Mm-hmm. According to the IMDb little synopsis, Vicky is 15. Supposedly. Uh huh. And so if she's 15, then... it makes me think that. At least, Adam is probably maybe 16 at the mm-hmm. oldest. And if anything, Zach, who we'll meet in a little bit, is like se- he's got to be at least 16, maybe almost 17. Because he's driving a car and you have to be 16 to drive a car. Right. So, those are my like things with... These are the ages that they give us, but it, it doesn't It doesn't match. match what they say. Yeah, the things that they're saying, unless, things that they're doing. Unless uh, the Adam, was it? Mm-hmm. The- is like skipping grades just like the sister is. Like the younger sister? Yeah. I mean, it's possible. It's, it's like I said, I want to kind of read the book and just kind of see the ages that they give us and how this author wrote these characters. Because it, it could I, be a, the same thing with A Wrinkle of Time that maybe just the it's book. It's just hard to adapt. adapt. Mm-hmm. So, whenever Adam does show up, he's he introduces himself. And he kind of says hi to to Vicky, and then and goes, goes immediately to talk to Susie. And they start talking Brainiac. Yeah, pretty much. And about how he works with dolphins. And I love how... Vicky's trying to get his attention, and he's just like, oh, okay, yeah. And then <laughs> goes right back to talking to the sister. Yeah, all like once again, that whole like situation makes me think that they're, they're supposed to be, like, Adam and Vicky, 
college age, mm-hmm. and then Susie almost high school age. Yeah. Which, apparently, I did see this in the trivia, Susie is supposed to have been a little bit older and prettier, apparently. Okay. So it would have it would have made a little bit more sense in that scene if that was what they had done with that character, mm-hmm. made her older and prettier, because then you could have had this sort of kind of semi-conflict where the, sis- the older sister of Vicky was getting a little jealous that Susie was getting all the attention. Mm-hmm. But I guess it would have been the problem that it would have added just another unnecessary story into this already convoluted story of stories. <laughs> and so what Adam ends up doing is inviting Susie and then also Vicky if she wants to. Because she loves dolphins. Yes. She's to... never seen one, but she loves them. <laughs> yes. To go to the research center that that Adam works at to actually see some dolphins. So they're heading that way on their bikes to see the dolphins. And then here comes Jared Padalecki. That's the the third one that was like, oh, he's in this movie? No way. When I saw his name pop up, like, yeah. no way. I, that was the same thing. Because like, I'll always read the credits and everything. And then I saw Jared Padalecki's name pop up. And I was like, wait, it's like, wait, what? I mean, I don't, I, I shouldn't be surprised. Because Jensen Ackles... Uh, voices uh, Red Hood in one of the Batman movies. But is it like an older Batman movie or is it it's... like was this before or after his his role on Supernatural? After. Okay. Well then that that's not that okay, big of a surprise. Okay. But it's usually a bigger surprise just to see these the, actors pop before up before. They're a big breakout. Yes. Yeah. Especially because you're not expecting to see them in these films. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because like it's a bad thing but just because you don't necessarily know where they got their start, start and mm-hmm. so it's always uh, interesting to see. I'm pretty sure this is not where he got his start, though. Probably not. I honestly didn't look him up because everyone pretty much knows just Apples and Supernatural. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Jared Padalecki, who plays Zachary, pulls up, and his character is honestly just spewing the uh, douche archetype at, <laughs> immediately. At first, I thought he was going to be the douche throughout the entire thing. So I kind of thought the same thing until a certain point and then i realized what this movie was mm-hmm. and i'll tell you exactly what it is once we get there but he pulls up and he tries to kind of hit on vicky and you realize they've had some stuff going on in the past and she pretty much just no, turns him down fine. all because he didn't return any of the letters that she wrote to him mm-hmm. and so she's a little um peeved to say the least. <laughs> and then she says that she has a date already. I think that's what she says. And he goes, with who? And she goes, Dolphins. a dolphin. <laughs> so they're at the research center and Adam is explaining his dolphin research. And one of the most interesting things that I think I might have learned from this movie is the fact that dolphins and whales, apparently, were once land mammals who left from the land and then returned to the sea. See, I know they were mammals, but I never knew. Like, I wonder if that's actually a true fact. I mean, I guess it could be because they bring up another fact later. Right, right. Of the, the hands and the paws hands. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I've seen in my scientific books, they show Dolphins the inside with. of it. And they, you can see like the fingers that they kind of have inside the fins. So it makes sense. But I never knew about this whole them being land mammals. Assuming that is true. True, yeah. Which I don't see why it wouldn't be if they've given other true facts. But I do find it like very interesting to know that fact. And the fact that they kind of bring it up as a kind of constant question mm-hmm. as to why did the dolphins go back to the sea? Why did they like that better than the land? 
just fascinating thing for me to think about. And it also makes me wonder, what did they look like prior to returning to the sea? Let's see, I assume they had legs. Here's what I mean by that. Did they have just like the two legs and then the back was just like still the body or did they have four legs? Maybe they walked on four legs. You think? Yeah, maybe. And then the like two back legs just kind of converged mm-hmm. into like a fin. Yeah, because... I'd I, say that's the most likely thing is four legs and then they just converged and made a tail. Hmm. I mean, that would make sense. I'm going to have to go look this up a little later and do some little Google same searching. Same thing with whales, though, because yeah. they're, they're, basically, they're the same thing. Yeah, because both... Uh, try that again. <laughs> yes, because both dolphins and whales are mammals. Mm-hmm. They live in the sea, but they're mammals. They need air to breathe. And they birth just like humans and, and mammals tend to do where they don't lay eggs. It right. comes out like as, as a young thing. <laughs> but uh, it's mentioned that as Adam is giving this information about the dolphins and whales, he says that they were the only ones to do so. And Vicky says, and mermaids. Once again. Yeah. Go, kind of going to my theory that, hmm, she's bringing up mermaids. And, maybe. Then, bro- and then Adam goes... Well, mermaids were dolphins, basically. Because yeah. people confuse dolphins for mermaids. Yeah, it was like dolphins and I think he said norwals or something like that. Something like that. Some other, like, species. A unicorn dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so he says that, you know, that's they weren't real and everything. And Vicky's like, well, to the sailors they were. I mean. Because they were at sea for forever. But once again, it just it just makes me think that she's going to be a mermaid. A mermaid, yeah. Cause they're and they're just dropping hints all over the place. Yes, and I can't read the book just to see if maybe in the book they transfer transform her into a mermaid, which I doubt. Because this seems to be for the most part like it would be a pretty literal translation. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, we end up seeing Edith, who apparently isn't eating, and Vicky ends up reading her mind and can tell that she's. Worried about her calf. Mm-hmm. Again, she's a mermaid. She can read this dolphin's I mean, mind. Just look like Aquaman. He can talk to fish and stuff. Precisely. Literally, we've gotten three hints that she's going to be a mermaid, and they don't capitalize on any of them. Literally, this dolphin story, I think, is the most interesting mm-hmm. and the, the biggest importance of this movie, because it's the whole message. Right. Pretty I much mean, it. it's just the, you, the, the uh, poster of it is them in the water mm-hmm. and Ring of Endless Light. Yeah. Precisely. So, yeah, they had the whole Vicky with her mom and the grandpa storyline. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's fine. It's good. But this dolphin one is the one they should have focused on the most. Not Vicky's love life. Not the grandpa dying. See, that love life is just That's the a one that... terrible, terrible story. I agree. <laughs> I honestly do. But, no, this, this dolphin one I think is the best because of the stuff that they're doing with it. And... Involving the the nets, which we'll mm-hmm. bring up soon enough. But if they had stuck with this dolphin storyline, they could have adapted. They could have the had the grandpa more. a uh, grandpa a side story, mm-hmm. and I even had the love life thing yeah, going. Know, that, that would have definitely been okay. But my whole thing is that they could have capitalized on Vicky turning into a mermaid, which I think would have been <laughs> just as great. And then it could have been a connected universe with Thirteenth Year. It'd have been great, perfect. We see the 13th year guy come out of the water like, come on, come join us. And honestly, that's what the dolphin jumpings that they, that we end up seeing, that's what it looked like. It looked like that jump from the 13th year, honestly. Anyhow. <laughs> Later at the house, 
we see Vicky asking Susie her thoughts on Adam because mm-hmm. they've left the research center and everything and asks what basically Susie thinks of his research and everything and Susie's response is that she doesn't like it because it's dealing with nature and there's always these constants. And Vicky's like, well, you deal with stars. Don't you consider that nature? And I love how the whole response to each other after this is, oh. and then Vicky's just like, oh. <laughs> I mean, technically she's not wrong. Vicky's not wrong. Stars are part of nature. It Honestly, yes, very true. But anyhow, Vicky ends up showing back up at the research center the next day looking very pretty and done up because she wants to look good for for Adam because she clearly has a little bit of a thing for him. She thinks he's cute. And whenever she walks in, she's kind of, I think she's playing with Edith. Mm -hmm. And then Adam walks up and asks, what are you doing here? Where's your sister? (laughs) Which is never like the best way to kind of like start something whenever. How rude. It is kind of rude. And clearly, I don't think it's been shown that Adam has an interest necessarily in... Vicky at this moment, mm-hmm. but still, it's kind of, it's kind of like a little dig, like it stabs you in the heart that the first thing you're going to ask a woman is, hey, where's your sister? <laughs> and Vicky says, well, she's not here. Do you want me to leave? And then Adam's just like, oh, no, no, no. I actually need some help. <laughs> where's your sister? Uh, no, you know what? I don't care. Come here. I need your help. <laughs> Adam's going to be the worst at dating. <laughs> I can, I can see that already. So anyhow. What they end up doing is they go into the little research center where they meet the the doctor, Dr. Zand, Mm -hmm. and then Adam takes Vicky with him to go meet Basil, Mm -hmm. who is Edith's partner, mate. And upon meeting Basil is where they have the dolphin flip, Mm -hmm. which it Basil jumping out of the water looks fine. Him coming back, back into in the, the water. water. That was the CGI that was just like, oof. They also, I believe, they used real dolphin scenes. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they did. I just, it makes me curious as to why they had to CGI certain of scenes of them, like, jumping I mean, into the water. they could have gone to SeaWorld and had a real dolphin jump out the water. I'm pretty sure that's probably what they would have done, to be honest with you. Because you usually need, like, a trained animal, mm-hmm. for the most part, to kind mm-hmm. of do what you need done. So I don't know, I don't know Why if there was just a problem with the jumping back in. They just wanted to look a certain. I don't know. It was very weird, but Vicky can read his mind as well, Basil's mind, and can sense that his fin needs scratching. So she scratches the fin, and then Adam sees that there's a cut on Basil, and then Vicky starts, starts kind of expressing thoughts that are kind of coming from Basil, and it's something along the lines of sharp seaweed hurt or something like that and adam's a little confused at first and vicky just says oh it's nothing i don't i it's just weird stuff but adam pretty much believes that it's the cut itself is caused by the drifting net which he believes was thrown out by the The marie Marie Rose. rose yes which is a ship that as we learn later yes is owned by uh, zach's father so adam goes to talk to the the doctor who works at the research center and she's like we're a research center we can't do that we can't do nothing about it yeah (laughs) okay yeah you're right you can't call the police and have this handled but whatever anyhow (laughs) so we next see vicky Susie, and rob 
all at the beach. And Susie's kind of doing her own thing. I guess she's about to paint her nails or do something. And at the same time, Rob's, like, taking one of her, like, nail polishes and, like... Put it on above. Yeah, to, like, preserve it. And while that's all going on, here comes Zach, who rides up on his little... What are those things jet called? Skis. Jet ski. yeah. Rides up on his little jet ski. Once again, just showing off his douchiness. <laughs> and he goes to try and give Vicky a kiss, and she just nope. denies. And... He explains why he didn't write her about his mom dying. Yes. And his father taking it hard on him. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of. Sending him to therapists and everything. Who pretty much just diagnosed him with the things that he already realizes. Yeah. And what I find very interesting about this scene is Vicky and, and Zach go to the top of the hill to talk about, you know, their lives mm-hmm. since the last summer that they met. And Rob is trying to play catch with the dog and throws a frisbee into the water, which he tells the dog to go after, but the dog's just like, no. Well, I mean, the dog's old, so it's understandable. Right. So Adam has to, or not Adam, Rob has to go into the water and And get get the the frisbee. frisbee. And I love how no one's paying Paying attention. attention. Like, you can just see Rob running into the water, which all the way to saying was Vicky just look, look over just once and be like, Rob, be careful. But still kind of like keeping an eye out. And we end up seeing Rob get taken under by all the waves. And the dog sees it. But not even the dog like alerts anybody. He doesn't even rough. Rough. Like. Nothing. Usually like a dog whenever they sense that their owner is in danger. They'll they'll, go after it. Exactly. Or they'll they'll at least alert somebody else Mm -hmm. by, by barking. Dog was just like. Oh, damn, that sucks, kid. I'm going to go back and lay down. <laughs> and Vicky and, and Zach kind of continue their conversation, and you can clearly tell that Rob's nowhere in the picture. And then Basil comes up and tries to help him. Yeah, and at first you Basil think... Basil is... At, well, at first you think Vicky just notices that Rob's missing, but she explains later that apparently well, Basil I mean, called to her. Obviously, it wasn't just noticed because she did the... She did a motion where, like, oh, oh, something's coming in my brain. I didn't notice that. I just kind of noticed that it was a her talking to to Zach and then turning her head and then taking a moment and then saying, "Wait, where's Rob?" Because then she goes into the lard looking for Rob, can't find him anywhere. As you mentioned, here comes Basil and manages to save Rob. At this point, Zach didn't seem too bad, though he didn't go jump in the water to help. Yeah, him. and. Although it was, it probably would have been a bad idea because you don't know where Rob is. My mm-hmm. whole thought was, Zach, why the frick aren't you getting on your little jet ski and going around trying to find where See, the brother the is? See, the jet ski would have been the bad idea. Yeah, because you could you hit, hit him. him. Yeah. But, no, but that was my first thought of, Zach, get on your jet ski and help her. No, but he could have at least gone in the water with her. Right. But, no, he stood by yeah. the... He's just, like, looking around. Is it, Rob? Rob? Yeah. You there? <laughs> and, meanwhile, here's Vicky going... Under the water and like searching, can't find him anywhere. But she eventually comes up and sees Rob on the edge of the beach, and she goes to talk to him. And he's like, "I want to get the frisbee." And then, wait, wait where am I? Yeah, like mid sentence, just stops. How did I get here? <laughs> I think one of the other hindrances of this film is the fact that the dialogue for a lot of the scenes is not good, and this is just one of those scenes. <laughs> And so the very next scene is Vicky walking through town with the grandfather where the harbor master stops them, says hi to Vicky, and then asks the grandfather how he's doing. To which Vicky's a little 
suspicious, mm-hmm. but not as because she doesn't really yeah. pry. She's like, she's like, okay, you know that that's weird, weird. but okay, and then ends up her grandfather I should say ends up asking her what's been on her mind. She hasn't been acting normal lately, and this is where she pretty much explains her whole thing of thinking that maybe she can talk to the dolphins. And, and the grandfather is really understanding. Yes, because he explains that, I think it was... The grandma. Yes. Could kind of sense... Since her child. Yeah. Uh, crying before it even cried. I mean, that's not unusual for some people, you oh, know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But, once again, they're having this conversation. The whole time I'm thinking, okay, so when is she turning into a mermaid? Because <laughs> that's clearly what's going to happen. I thought the grandpa was like, yeah, 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 your, your mom? Your mom? Your grand? No, your grandma? Your grandma? Yeah, <laughs> she was a mermaid. She came out of the sea. That's 100% what I expected it to be. I, I was waiting for them to say that, and they just never say it. But it could have been like, yeah, every 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 other generation, yeah. the, the family turns into mermaids. Yeah. And once again, you could have connected it back to the 13th year. <laughs> but they, in their conversation, and it's kind of ended with uh, Vicky asking the grandpa, why does everyone keep on asking you? If you're okay. Yeah. And he's like, you know what it is. I'm, as, I'm old, you know. People are just surprised whenever you're 80 years old that you can still get out the house and do activities. Walk yeah, walk around. And so Vicky just takes that and brushes it off and is like, okay, that's a good enough excuse. I understand. <laughs> and then we next see Vicky and Zach having lunch together, where Zach, once again, tries to put on his flirtatious moves on Vic, uh, as I've been calling her. I like write her name as Vic because mm-hmm. it's easier to shorten than down. But he ends up flirting again with Vicky. And then Adam walks up, and then as soon as Adam walks up, she kind of moves her hand away from Yeah, because they were, they were holding hands and everything for a little bit, and she pulls her hand away immediately. Because she's... This is the whole love storyline mm-hmm. that they have to throw in there and kind of do like a, a love triangle between the three. But Adam walks up, and this is where Vicky officially introduces Adam and Zach. And... Once they're officially introduced, Adam realizes that Zach's father is the person who owns the Marie Rose and pretty much accuses him, or not really accuses Zach, but accuses the father of using fish drift nets. nets, Yes. And I love how Zach is like, all right, you got me. What's a drift net? (laughs) And so Adam has to draw it out and explain to to them what drift nets are and why exactly they're bad for dolphins in the sense that a dolphin can get caught and drown and because drown. They, they're mammals. They can't breathe in the water. Yes. And whenever he's first explained, explaining it to to Zach and them, Zach's like, well, it's easy if the wrong fish get caught because they can just throw it out. And that's where Adam's like, no. Like, they literally get pulled under and they don't get escaped for, like, a long period of time. And they're dead. So Zach's like, well, you know what? Well, we can sneak into my father's docking area. Yes. Okay. And this is where I got... The sense of another film. Oh, okay. And so the other film I started thinking about at this point was, have you ever seen the movie, I think it's called Hoot? Yes. It's about like the the, owl. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they're they're trying to save like the owl, the tree or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's what this reminded me of because if I remember, it's been a long time since I've seen Hoot and I've kind of only seen bits and pieces. But in that one, isn't there also like three kids that kind of work together? There are three kids. Okay. I believe. And I think one of them is like new to town, and yeah, I'm yeah, pretty, I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while. But that's this point is what reminded me of Hoot because you have now Zach, Adam, and and Vic D. Uh, Vic D. <laughs> you have Zach, Adam, and Vicky, 
working together to, to a certain care. extent uh, to find out if these drift nets are actually all on board and mm-hmm. if they're hurting the dolphins. And so they sneak into the, the harbor dock. on the docks and get on the Marie Rose. But Zach has Vicky, Vicky stay Stan. off and keep an eye out. So <laughs> Zach and Adam are on board and they're looking underneath this tarp and, and then the, the captain, captain shows up. Yes. And he asks, who's there? And so Zach walks out and says, it's just me. I'm just showing no, some friends around. And then he calls out Adam, Adam who has now seen the, the nets drift and nets. the stuff. And so he comes out and then he's like, well, we'll be going now. We just wanted to, sh- I just wanted to show him around the boat. So they leave and Adam's like, I saw it. They, they, we had the nets, they had the floats and everything. They're definitely drift nets. And I feel like the captain probably could have heard Adam saying that because it sounded pretty loud. Mm. Like you couldn't wait till you were outside of the gate pretty far away from the boat to express this to this the other two. Nope, he had to do it immediately. <laughs> and so that's where I kind of think is what clued off the captain to, hmm, maybe... They know what we're doing. Yeah, we need to hide these drift nets. <laughs> they do a pretty ingenious job, though. Y- y- Honestly, yes. Because doesn't Adam, the next thing he does is go tell the harbor master? Yes. I think it's it's like the next day that he does it, but... He does end up going to the, the harbor master to explain about the drift nets and everything. And the harbor master's like, all right, I, I'll, check. I'll check it out. Next time they come in, I'll check it out. And Adam tries to say, but by then they'll get ready. They'll hide it and everything. And the harbor master's like, no, I'll, I'll do it. Stop. Stop pestering me. Yeah. Yeah. Children. <laughs> but what I do like is that same night that they're checking on the boat, Zach ends up walking Vicky home. And whenever they get to the house, they kiss. And I love how right before Zach leaves, he says dream about me okay <laughs> and so Vic has a dream but her dream is that she's a mermaid mm-hmm. again and that she's teased. kissing Adam yes and that she's kissing Adam just proof in my opinion that she has more feelings for Adam than she does or probably has ever had Your dreams are real more about you than you know that's very true so after Adam the next day goes to see the Harbor Master we end up flashing back to the house where and then Vicky... Adam's bringing books. Yes, but before Adam even gets to the house, we see Vicky has received flowers um, from Zach. And I love how this brings up a conversation with Susie where she's like, I don't understand dating. And she's like, you got flowers from Zach? What are you going to get from Adam? A fish? fish? Yeah, a bucket of fish. <laughs> but they have this whole conversation between Vicky and, and Susie about... Like I said, Susie's not understanding dating. And Susie's like, I'll find one man and that'll be it. I won't have to do any of this dating. And Vicky's like, even though he doesn't even... What if he doesn't like you? And she's like, that that that's preposterous, that, pretty much. She's going to be a stalker is what it's going to end up being. Potentially. And I also love how Rob kind of chimes in. He's like, I'm never dating. Gro- girls are gross. And I think it's Susie's yep. like... You're, you're carrying around dead bugs and you think girls are gross? I love. I actually do love all that. But then, as you mentioned, Adam shows up and he's got the books that the he's been borrowing. Books, yes. And so he comes and he's invited for dinner. Mm-hmm. So they sit down. We get to see them kind of start to have say grace and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and then it flashes over to they're finished. Yes, and they're washing dishes and everything. And then this brings up a whole another conversation of how Adam got into wanting to research dolphins. 
And then they have a huge argument about dolphins are beautiful, and then he doesn't see the beauty in it. Yeah, I'm... So, another thing, just like how a lot of the dialogue is very terrible, and the fact that they have these three different stories going on all at once, another thing that I find very terrible is the fact that I don't understand a lot of the fights and drama (laughs) that happens in this. So, as you mentioned... The whole reason that Adam got into researching dolphins is because he, he was he, he was Florida. in Florida. Yeah, and he was in the ocean or whatever, and he saw a fin come up to him, and he thought it was a shark. He stood still. Yep, and then he realized it was a dolphin, and they ended they up creating a, a ring. ring around him. And I thought at this point it was like, yeah, they formed a ring of endless life. And I, I literally thought the exact same thing. I honestly did. The other thing that I kind of thought, they don't actually correct actually say the name of the movie in the movie. They do to they, a certain extent. Close. They get really close. Yeah. though. But the other thing that I kind of thought was the the ring of endless light is the different times that we were under the water and they, they see the sun up and then the sun. Yeah, that's the other thing that I thought maybe would be the endless light thing, but they also they never mentioned that either. Anyhow, so but it could be assumed that that was it. Uh, honestly, because of the poster and stuff. <laughs> uh, I have to get past because okay. I'm just going to get annoyed anyhow <laughs> but in the process of explaining the whole like dolphin thing and the, the rings and whatnot, I think it's Vicky who brings up like you said the beauty of it and then Adam just saying he wants to understand it more because mm-hmm. he needs to understand it and for some reason that makes Vicky mad and she's like not everything needs to be understood or something like that and they get in this huge argument but then at the same time here comes the, the harbor master. master. Oh, at, at the same time, the grandpa's having trouble with his heart. It looks like I I didn't notice that, but that would because make sense. He's like, he's like, and then once the harbor master, he's like, oh, okay, it's a welcome interruption. See, I, I think I might have just read it as as the grandpa almost kind of cringing at the fact that they're arguing about. I think it had something to do with heart. It probably it probably would have been heart. It probably would have been that. I just for some reason it it didn't click that way for me for some reason. But the harbor master's there, and he explains that there are no drip, drift nets on board, so he really can't do anything. And even if they were on, they were on board, he couldn't do anything because, because they need to be seen. Because they have to be using it. Yes. So Adam swims out, <laughs> and then Vicky falls. Although she doesn't manage to stop him, he just like runs off. And that's the other thing. There is so much that happens in this where someone gets mad and they just run off. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's how this. I'm just gonna run off. I'm mad. I'm running off. <laughs> so ridiculous and then vicky and the grandfather after that they end up having a conversation about About the stars isn't it well it starts off with vicky i think just looking out and then the grandfather goes up and i think vicky asks the grandfather for us to look through the telescope and look at the stars that Susie's looking at no i just enjoy the beauty of it basically right I, it's something about like not wanting it to spoil the mystery of the universe or, or something like that. But then that transfers into a conversation about Adam and how he, you know, just sees things from a certain point of view. And there's this whole m- metaphorical thing about Adam's light not having reached Vicky yet because they're talking about the light of the stars, stars and mm-hmm. it's this whole thing. So much metaphors that in my opinion, aren't making sense. I feel like they were just throwing in metaphors to sound smart, 
but weren't actually explaining their metaphors in a good or easy way for anyone to understand. And this leads them to go downstairs Mm -hmm. where the grandfather reads them a poem where in the poem that he's reading, they say, like a great ring of pure and endless endless light, Mm -hmm. which I don't know what the entire poem means at all. I don't even know what this phrase means in the poem. But apparently Vicky Vicky knows exactly what it means. It's like, oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm over here like, what? What did he say? Like, I, I would, in order to understand it, I would need to go get a printout of this poem, I mean, at the read end, it like 5,000 times, and the, then I'd get it. At the end, I kind of got it. It's basically talking about life and death. That's what I kind of read into it. But that also translates to another poem that the grandfather reads later. I don't know if you remember it. But it was a different poem that he had Vicky read to him. Oh. You remember that one? I don't really remember that one all that well. Well, I'll, that the one. only way I, the only reason I caught that the ring of endless light poem is because at the end he's reading over the end thing. The voiceover, yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, I'll wait to to tell you this once we get to that. What I had a theory of, but the grandfather ends up going to bed and has Vicky read on with the rest of the book because she doesn't read the book though because she flips a page. And then, like, a couple seconds later, she flips it again. I'm like, she's not actually reading that. She's skimming it. She's a speed Mm. reader. She's not actually reading that, though. I mean, you're probably right. (laughs) (laughs) She's getting the spark notes of it. (laughs) But the next day, we're at Zach's house, and Zach sees his father talking to the captain. Mm -hmm. And then the dad confronts Zach. I guess they're having breakfast. And Zach says that, you know, yeah, he brought people on to the boat, but then confronts his dad about having drift, drift nets. nets and his dad gets all mad is like my father built this company and you're not gonna ruin it <laughs> you need to grow up i'm tired of you acting like a uh whiny four-year-old oh okay like this dude's mom died like leave him alone i don't know i the dad was a little annoying it, it's one of those things where you know how you have a bully in, in like movies and everything mm-hmm. and then you realize that the bully is only bad, bad because... because the parents are bad to yes, the bully exactly mm. i feel like that's the kind of thing with this where you have you, you have zach who's coming off kind of douchey but the reason it's happening is because, because of his dad, dad. Yeah. yeah just a little bit it doesn't necessarily excuse him for being a douche but just a bit of a reasoning anyhow <laughs> vicky ends up showing up once again at the research center and apparently edith is giving birth and I love how the doctors are trying to to give Edith a hypodermic needle and everything mm-hmm. to help the birthing process and everything. And Vicky's like, no, 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 no. don't. She wants Basil. Yeah, she starts reading, outside. starts reading the mind. She's like, she wants Basil. Basil's here. And so Adam goes to let in Basil and everything. Adam's like, oh, man, I forgot. <laughs> and they had this huge plan to call him when the birth was happening. I know. And then I love how once they let Basil in... Vicky just starts explaining to the doctors that who that, who are also dolphin researchers. Mm-hmm. They they like research dolphins for a living. She explains to them how dolphins give birth. Yeah, she's like, "All right, now back away because this is their way. This is how they do this." I'm I'm pretty sure they know that. I think. I will say though, what I was honestly not expecting was to see an actual dolphin birth <laughs> yeah, in a decom. Yeah. And the fact that this was on TV and this would have gotten shown in all homes well, that I were mean, watching it. I mean, there are animal planets. Doesn't Disney own a port of an animal planet? 
I think they do now. I'm not sure if they used to like like if they did oh. back then, but I, I they do now. I think they or it's National Geographic maybe that they own. But still, it's sort of like uh, yeah. So I I think I was just surprised. Cause I was, I wasn't expecting it because I mean you wouldn't see a woman in a movie giving birth to a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could if the movie was rated either R or NC seventeen, but it, it's just. It's just interesting. I guess because they're animals, it, it's fine. <laughs> but Edith ends up giving birth. And I love how everyone's happy. And then all of a sudden, Adam's like, Wait, how'd you do that? Vicky, how'd you do that? How'd you know and then Vicky runs away. <laughs> Once again, you don't want to face your problems? You run away. <laughs> but this time, Adam does manage to catch up to her and stops her. And pretty much he's trying to understand what's going on. And Vicky's like, There's some things that I don't think should be explained or understood. And I was like, look, I just want to, you know, do research, research on, on you. And she's like, I don't want to be no guinea pig. Yeah. And he's like, look, there's been children that have been studied. And she's like, you're calling me a child? You think I'm a child? That's not what he said. He's just trying to make you feel more comfortable. With the study. Yes. And she just like gets super mad about it and then just takes off. Oh, okay. Whatever. But then we flash over to Zach, who's apparently spying on his dad's fishing ship. Taking pictures. Yep. And seeing the... The drift nets that's... being brought on board. And he's like, ha ha, got gotcha. him. So he calls Vicky and Adam for lunch or dinner. Well, we don't necessarily see that, but we can assume that's what he yeah. what he ends up doing. Because we next see Adam, who finds Vicky riding on a bench outside. And Vicky's being very angry and defensive towards Adam. Adam and literally Adam will say something and she'll like just come and snap back at him. And so Adam's like pretty much trying to apologize for making her feel like a freak and like a child. <laughs> and then Vic pretty much explains that she just doesn't, like I said, how she's kind of mentioned most of the other times that things should be left a mystery, especially in nature and things like that. And Adam pretty much just gets her to understand him by saying that he was just jealous of Vicky. Hmm. Because he would like the ability to... To say goodbye when he leaves. Yes. And just talk to the dolphins in general. And after explaining all this, Adam basically says, So, friends again? And you can see a little bit of the hurt in Vicky. Because she clearly wants to be more than friends. But she's just like, Yeah, friends. That's cool. And they're friends again. And then... We cut to later on in the night where Vicky is talking to Susie and trying to figure out which boy she should go after. So Susie suggests to make a pros and cons yes. chart. Yes. Which can be a good thing, you know, trying to figure out who you like best and everything. But I do want to mention that I can't remember what the test thing is. But there's this thing in media where if you have two women in a room, there's this kind of feminist test, I guess you could call it, where you need to have them not talk about men. Mm -hmm. And if they talk about men, they literally fail the test. And every single time that Vicky and Susie are in a room, they're, they're talking, talking about, about boys. Men. Yes. Mm -hmm. So literally every time this movie fails that test and the main reason that they have this test and i don't even know if test is like the correct word for it but the reason this thing exists is to make women 
be more than just a reproduction tool for men and needing men to be part of the conversation. It's just to show that women can handle themselves and have their own conversations that have nothing to do with anything else. Just like, like it'd be you and me right now. We could talk about chess. Women can talk about chess, but for some reason, a lot of, especially if it's male writers, they need to have it in there where they're playing chess and talking about chess, but then like, Hey, have you seen what Rick's been doing lately? And they all of a sudden it's all about boys. Mm. Because they want their females to have an interest in the male lead character and have a, and so yeah, I wish I could remember what the name of the the whole like test is, but I can't. But I like I said, this movie definitely fails at it (laughs) on every level. (laughs) But after Susie tells Vicky to do the pros and cons list, we see Vicky at dinner with Zach, and they're kind of having a conversation about family and how. Zach has never really been in a situation like Vicky, like yeah. how Vicky's family always says grace and he's yes. together and all that. And they always seem to love each other. And Zach's just never had that healthy relationship with his family because apparently his mom and dad were on the rocks, but yes. never got divorced because they felt like it would have been easier that way. But he always saw the problems that were being had in this wanting to get a divorce, but not getting a divorce type of relationship. Mm hmm. And in the process of talking about, you know, getting all this backstory and everything, Adam shows up, which is okay because Zach invited him. And the reason Zach invited him is to give over the photo evidence of the the drift nets. And Adam's like, oh, we can't use this though because they have to be in the process of using them. Correct. In order to get caught. Yes. And so Zach says that he he thinks he knows a way to do that. And he goes, anyway, anyway, it's boring. Let's go do something fun. Let's go dancing. Once again, going to my whole thing of how old are these kids? Like, where's their place that they just know about late at night to go dancing at? Not only that, is that it's not even on the island that they're on. It's yeah, they on to go to the mainland. mainland. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It, makes me, it just makes me think that these are characters that are, are supposed to be college. Yeah, aged, age. Or at least close to. And... Vicky and Zach, you know, get up to go, and Adam just stays put. And Vicky's like, "Come on, Adam, what are you waiting for?" And he's like, "I, I can't yo, dance. I can't you dance. Go, you go. Yeah." And Vicky's like, "What do you mean? Everyone can dance." And Adam's just like, "No, I can't. Just, I'll teach you." And he goes, "No, no, no. Just, just go." And so, so they go. Yep. And then later on the night, Adam comes and tries to get Vicky's attention to go dancing. And let me tell you, as you mentioned. The worst storyline is this love storyline. And this whole thing just puts that like cherry of stupidity of the storyline on top of the cake. Because, yes, Adam lets them go dance and everything. And he's just all bummed out and everything. And then, as you mentioned, later that night, he's just outside the window. Hey, is your officer up to teach me to dance? Let's go dancing. And they just... Go to a beach and they start dancing on the beach. At first, I thought maybe Zach would have saw them dancing. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, this is not good. Zach's going to see them. It's just oh, it's so stupid. Like, I, I honestly hate this scene with a passion. Just because of how stupid it is. Just, it slows down the rest of the story. Yes. Like, because it takes so long. It does. It, this scene takes longer than really needed. They, they shouldn't even have this scene in. Exactly. And that just makes it longer. Exactly. Like, rather than focusing on, the, like, the, they have, the great message that they have is 
the dolphins and the drift nets and everything and protecting the dolphins. And then the second they could have had a sub story as the grandfather. The grandfather. Yeah. And that's all they should. That's all they that needed. Needed. They. That's all they should have put in. But I think this goes to the fact of, you know how I said this fails because of Vicky and Susie not only talking about men. I think it also fails because they felt like they needed this woman main character to fall in love with one of these two guys. Because at one point later in the film, I'll just kind of bring up now that I'll do it later. There's a point where she's, you know, struggling as to who she likes more, Zach or Adam. And at a certain point I was like, Oh, okay. So she's going to choose Adam. And then something else happens. And I was like, Oh, I guess, I guess, well, my thought was she chose nobody. She doesn't need to choose anybody. She can just have friends. And then after that, there's nothing that happens where I was like, oh, so she chose Adam. I think. Maybe. I'm still confused. (laughs) And I think they kind of did it that way. That way they could pass for being, I guess, more feminist without actually having to be more feminist, Mm -hmm. which is irksome. Anyhow. (laughs) So they're on this beach. And once again, terrible dialogue between the two it's just super cringy and i i hate it and i don't think i actually watched it i just i oh well then you spared yourself ignored it basically what i did find kind of funny of the scene though is they had these two generic things that happen it's a generic kind of like pop song which Uh isn't really pop song but they're kind of like dancing to it very weirdly Weirdly. (laughs) and then after just a few seconds they have a very generic like slow song and then they look at each other very awkwardly, and Vicky's like, come here. And then she shows him how to slow dance. Hmm. It, it's... And then after that, they walk to the house, and then <laughs> she kisses Adam, and then they walk, and she walks into the house. And one of the things that Adam ends up doing as he's dropping off Vicky at her house is he asks her to help him out with his research, because... She can communicate. Yeah, try that again. <laughs> she can communicate with the dolphins, so it would honestly be a, a huge help for him. And so she agrees. And so the next day, they go to the research center. They let out the family of dolphins, and then they go get in their scuba suits, and then go to that little beach area where they first found Basil. And they go in the water. And Adam's like, "Call them, call yes. them." Yes. like, I, can't, "I don't know how to do that." Yeah. And she goes, what if I try and it doesn't work? And I love how... And I was like, well, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's just important that you try. So she closed her eyes. She thinks really hard and calls him over. And and she, at first she thought it didn't work. Yeah. And I like how she, in the process of waiting, she asks Adam why he thinks that the dolphins went back into the water, Mm -hmm. into the sea. And he says he doesn't know. And this is, I think, where he brings up the whole pause thing and mm-hmm. whatnot and, and fingers thing as well yes and pretty much right after that the dolphins, the dolphins show up and he goes okay cool cool tell him to do something tell him to do something and her telling him to do something is the the flip, flip. let me tell you that was terrible cgi like, i was like do it again do it again do it again so she tells him to do it again they do another flip once again terrible cgi and then adam goes do it again, do it again, And she's like, no, Basil says it's getting boring. He wants you to play with him. What is, is Adam like 10 years old or something? Like, that's the only thing I can think. He's like 10 years old because he's do just again, amazed by the flip. The flip, the flip, do it again. <laughs> Maybe this goes back to his childhood of being surrounded by the dolphins. He just mm-hmm. wants to see all the flips. But like, he's a researcher. Like, ask them to do something else. 
So they start gliding on the dolphins. Yes, because they, they want to play, and so they're gliding on the dolphins, they're doing and then, all this stuff. And then Adam asks, tells Vicky to ask them about the land thing. Yeah, why they went back to the sea. And then they pull them on, then they pull Vicky under. I'm actually still curious as to how this happens, because I can't tell if it's the dolphins pulling her under, or if somehow she just ends up getting pulled under naturally as she's being told all this information. Hmm. I'm still confused on it. I don't know. But she does but end up going she, under. And she looks up and she sees the sun sparkling. Once again, where I was going to be like, oh, it's the, the ring, ring of in this light. light. No, it's not that at all. And then she comes back up. Well, apparently, she gets becomes in a daze. Mm-hmm. And she calmly walks back to the land. Mm-hmm. And then when she wakes up. Yes. And she asks Adam what happened. He's like, well, you screamed and then you walked back to the land and... Now you're here. <laughs> so what did they tell you? And she pretty much expresses that they didn't really tell her so much as they kind of... Showed her? Yes. And that pretty much they don't have secrets with each other. And that everyone... It's free to be who they are. Yes. Because whenever she reveals that no one has secrets, Adam says, no secrets. That's kind of scary and intimidating or whatever and she goes but you can be free to do whatever you want you know be whoever you want and so adam just kind of accepts that and apparently they they leave because the next thing we see is vicky getting home and zach is there waiting for her and he says that they're going to go catch the bad guys and i love how they get to the boat and vicky's like what about adam and zach says well the only reason he invited him the first time is to give him, you know, the proof or whatever. We don't need to, he doesn't need to invite him every time. Also, he wanted to see the competition. Yes, he wanted to see the competition that and, night. And Vicky's like, what competition? And basically he's like, the competition for you. Yeah. She's like, why do boys always have to have competitions? It's ridiculous. And uh, I don't have competitions. <laughs> and then I love how, how Zach is asking Vicky about Adam and she's kind of expressing what she thinks about him and everything. Because mm-hmm. Zach is like, he's such an old man or whatever. And Vicky pretty much says that she doesn't see him as that. He's, you know, actually pretty intelligent and just different things. But apparently this makes Zach jealous enough that he, like he an idiot, to decides to play chicken. Yes, play chicken with another boat that's like right there. And they get a few inches from the boat and he finally turns. Yes. And... Like, read the room, because clearly, from the start of it, Vicky was not having it. Like, as soon as she said... no, don't do that. No, 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 As soon as she starts freaking out, you gotta, like, turn that wheel and, like, stop playing chicken. Because the fact that he doesn't, and he, like, misses by a few inches, she's like... She's like, bring me back. I want to go. Yes. Take me back to... Take that again. Take me back to the harbor. Right now. And so they get they get back to the the docks, and Zach pretty much says as an excuse that he was just trying to impress her because he likes her. And her response is pretty much just, like yourself first. Yeah, because, yeah. And I guess at some point after that, I think the next scene is just her, I guess, writing down what's been happening. And And doesn't she hear a thump? Yes, she hears a noise. And she goes and finds her grandfather on the ground outside, out of bed. And... The grandfather says that he just needs his pills and everything, although he is kind of a little delusioned and thinks because that Vicky is the, the grandma. The, yes. And he eventually kind of comes out of his days, realizes Vicky, asks for his meds, and this is where she reads that on the meds it says, take for pain as needed. And she confronts the grandfather, and the grandfather eventually 
concedes and tells her that he has leukemia. Now, here's where I thought things were going to be different. I didn't think the grandfather would have leukemia. Mm -hmm. I thought the way he was going to die was just having a heart attack suddenly. Mm. Like, I, I thought just, like, at one point... Just I mean, that's what the all the signs were giving us, is heart attack. Exactly. Like, he's holding on to his chest and everything. Like, it's it's got to be a heart attack. But no, he has leukemia, so he's going to have a bit of a slower death. And this is the point where he has Vic read him the poetry that I was mentioned to you. And in this one, it's pretty much kind of how you express the Ring of Endless Light one is. Mm-hmm. This is pretty much a poem that kind of shows the beauty of life, life and, death. and death. Yes. Mm-hmm. At least I think, because once again, the the way the poem reads, I would need to write read it, down it down and, and read, then read it, it. Read. yeah, and just kind of re- go over it again and again to actually understand it. But apparently, Vicky understands it enough to where I mean, she's she crying. Wrote it. She didn't read the, write this one. Oh. I think it was the same thing as the endless light oh, one, okay. where it's just a, a thing of poems. Because she had never heard it before, because she was like crying over it, and the grandpa's like, "See, you understand." But the next morning, Vicky wakes up and she finds her grandfather. And I love how the grandfather's just in the kitchen, just smiling, hey, like nothing eggs? happened. You, how do you want your eggs? Okay. <laughs> and on the same next day, here's the Marie Rose letting out his drip nets, and the dolphins go near it like some idiot dolphins would do. Get trapped, and then they start calling for help. Yes. He's like, oh, they need help. She gathers up her three, the three of them, and then the off- well. The way, the way it works out is Adam and Vicky are at the beach and they're talking about different things. Mainly that Adam wrote a poem for Vicky, but he thought it was terrible and threw it away. And I love how Vicky's like, you shouldn't throw it away. You, it, there could be something for it and whatever. And then Vicky senses the dolphins in, in danger and that they're stuck in the drift net. And Adam's suggestion is that they call the master, the harbor master and the police and everything. But Vicky says that they won't no, believe them. No, they don't have proof. Yeah, and that, what are they going to say? I sense a dolphin in danger. We need to go to this place right now. No, they're going to think we're crazy. And so she suggests calling Zach instead because he has a boat that can get him there. So they go to Zach and he's supposed to be working some type of event on his dad's yacht, but he ends up leaving to go and help them. And that's obviously furious. I love how when they're on their docks and she says to follow, uh, follow Basil. Basil. Couldn't think of his name. Follow Basil. They're getting ready to go, and the dad calls out to Zach, and he's like, Zach, get back here! And Zach's response, going to this clearly being one of Jared Padalecki's early works, mm-hmm. if you will, and also going to the bad dialogue, Zach's response is, not today, dad. I've got something that's actually important to do. And it was just the way that he said it, and so both the line delivery and the line itself... I was like, oh, that's that's terrible. That's I uh, see. I don't think it's his fault, really. I think I, it's I, the way that it's written. Honestly, a lot of the dialogue that is said by the actors, it is for sure hundred percent how it's written. But it also falls on the director because the director should see this and be like, do it again. Try saying it like this and giving the actors criticism. Well, not even not even criticism, but give direction. them direction. Yes, mm. and tell them. How I to mean, make it come out more natural. It is the director's job to direct. Very true. <laughs> so the three of these little friends follow Basil to Edith. And they see the Marie Rose about a mile out. Mm-hmm. And 
Vicky suggests Besides calling her grandfather. Yes, because she can at least get her grandfather to, to talk to the harbor master, mm-hmm. and because the harbor master will listen to the grandfather, he has to. So she calls him, and then the grandfather goes and runs towards the harbor master. Yes, and while that's all going on with the grandfather getting the harbor master, Adam gets uh, like some scissors. Well, first, Vicky jumps in mm. to try and untangle the net. Edith. Yes, from from Edith and. Adam says that they need to hurry up and get the net off because if they start pulling in the net, then Edith will die. And then that's when Adam, Adam finds scissors, scissors jumps, jumps in, in and starts cutting the ropes. And I love how as Adam's trying to, to cut the ropes and everything, he's getting his foot stuck in the, in the net. Like, you, you can't feel your foot getting stuck? I mean, I, I believe, don't know how they work. I but... believe at this moment, the grandfather reaches the hard master. Yes. Tells him. The hard master is getting on the boat, and the, the grandfather says, like, I want to go. Help. Yeah. And he's like, are you feeling okay today? And he's like, yeah, I'm feeling just as good as always. Yes, I'm feeling super. So they end up getting on the boat to head that way. But and finally, eventually, fi- they get the net off of Edith. And Adam's tangled, and then they start rolling in the drift net. And it's it's gotten to the point where it's pretty much at them, and it pulls Adam under, and then Adam drops <laughs> the scissors. I love how Zach and Vicky start freaking out, mm-hmm. and like Adam, Adam, where are you? Adam um, gets pulled <laughs> quite a ways. Vicky has to get back on the boat, and it, they like and kind of Zach chase goes, after him. Mm-hmm. And yes, in the process of being dragged under, he he's trying the, to cut the cut with the scissors, but he ends up passing out. And I'm, in my opinion, he's probably drowned at this point. Like, if he's to the point where he's drowned, where he's passed out and he drops the scissors, he's probably drowned. Meaning he probably has water in his lungs because he can't breathe. But then, here come the dolphins, who apparently have this magical power <laughs> to, to suck out all the water, water from his lungs. And make him undrowned again. And then, also, here comes Vicky, who he at first imagines as a mermaid. And she comes and untangles them and they get out the water. And at the very same time... The Here comes master. master. Yep. And he sees... He's like, he's like gotcha! <laughs> basically, basically, he's like, gotcha, punk! <laughs> and I love how they're, like, riding up, and the captain says to call Zach's father, because mm-hmm. he's gonna, not going to be happy about it. And I love how Zach just calls out, Hey, Captain! Busted! <laughs> oh, we forgot to mention, at the same time as them pulling in the net, they actually see Zach on the boat. They do see that, but... The captain says to keep on pulling in the net because apparently it's going to be more trouble if they just leave it or something. I don't know. It's very weird. Yeah, but uh, Zach's line, hey, captain, busted, was <laughs> quite terrible. I I, 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 I think this is the worst line in the entire movie. <laughs> it made me chuckle at least. I don't know if that's because of how bad it was or if it... Definitely how bad it was. <laughs> so they get back to the harbor and Zach ties up the boat and does some other stuff. And Vicky's talking to Adam. And Adam is telling Vicky what the dolphins told him, that they told him to hold on, that they'd be there in a little bit. And Vicky and Adam hold hands. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, Zach turns around from whatever he's doing and sees them holding hands. And it's at this point where I'm like, oh, okay, she's choosing Adam. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Got it. Click. But then Vicky and the grandfather get home. And I love how the other two kids are, like, rushing both of them. What happened? What happened? happened? And the grandfather's like, you go ahead and tell them. I'm tired. And as soon as I saw him go into his room in the light, and then I saw the, what, Buddha statue, basically? I don't remember seeing the Buddha statue. I saw a statue. I think it was the Buddha. 
And as he was going in the room, there was a light. I was like, he's dead. He's yes. definitely dead. No, I thought the same thing. Because, yeah, he walks in. He goes over to his room. And also, he passes the dog on his way in. And the dog just has this sense that basically he's about to die. Yeah. Like, I thought as, soon, as soon as the ba- Vicky walked in for the grandfather, he was already dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so he's walking to his room. And he opens the door. And as soon as he opens the door, it's just There's like light. light. And I was like... He's he's see, dead. See, like he's dying right here. I saw the light and I saw the Buddha session. I'm like definitely dead at this. Point. I definitely didn't see the Buddha session. That's an interesting catch. I would watch it again, but I didn't like it that much. So I don't want to go through all that. Well, again. Just watch the last part. Good point. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he walks in, and then later that night, Vicky goes to check on the grandfather. And I as thought, you thought at this point he's dead. Like yeah, sure. he's dead. Like he she's gonna walk in. She'll like try to wake him up, and he'll be dead. But she walks in. He's still alive. And he's talking about the grandmother, I believe. Well. Wait, what he ends up telling her is that she has a gift mm-hmm. and she needs to share with everybody because it's a very important gift. So basically it's the whole Ben Parker telling Peter with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he dies. <laughs> and I think it would have been more impactful if he would have died before she walked in. I think so too. But I do like how because of this... It's what causes her to, I guess, pursue more of her writings mm-hmm. than anything else. So that's pretty good. And then good. they call the mom and dad. And I also wanted to mention, whenever that happened, I was like, okay, we've got, what, maybe like two minutes left. If that, I click on my thing. There's still another seven minutes after this, Kyle. Yeah. Because you gotta finally see what the mom and dad looks like. <laughs> they they go run, the kids run up and hug her, and then the mom's like, get over here, Vicky. But I do like... That next day, Vicky had come down and she was kind of checking on her siblings. Susie doesn't say anything. And then the Harvard Master had come up and was like, hey, the fairy's in, so your parents will be here very soon. Vicky also sees a, a new book for her to put her poems into. But then she goes to talk to the brother. And this is where I've mentioned before all the different reasons why everyone else is probably older. The brother brings up this thing of, do you think there's a planet with people who can't see? see. Mm-hmm. And the reason he brings it up is because he feels like if those people die, then they'll finally get to see, see. once they die. So, so if we die, what we'll, other sense will we get? Yeah. And brings it all up because of the fact that the grandfather died. And I'm like, what What kid? a great who thinks like this. Yes. Like, if Vicky's 15, mm-hmm. that I'd means the, the sister was like 13 to 12. I was going to say between 10 and 13, something like that, which would make Rob probably like eight. And I mean, I guess an eight-year-old could think like that, but also what eight-year-old thinks like that? (laughs) Unless he's like his... Uh, Susie, Susie, and he's Where, like a genius, genius, but he doesn't show it all the time because he's like he's like an entomologist, a yeah. bug researcher, right? So he's got the brain to think like a, like bugs and whatnot, to think bugs and. I guess it. It whenever it was just whenever he brought that up, I was just like, "What? What eight year old thinks like this? This is not the a case." Anyhow, but yeah, you mentioned the parents get there and the two kids run up to him and then they call over Vicky and so they're all hugging it out and it like uh, transitions to them on the ferry. Yeah, they're getting ready to leave, and I love how as they're getting ready to leave, the dad says, "All right, guys, grab everything," and then everyone picks up something except for Vicky. Like, literally all she has is her purse, and that's it. They also take... See, that's not everything, though. 
that house is full brim of books and all that. I was, and all they took was the 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 dog, the cat, and everything they brought with them. See, I feel like that's mainly only going to be because I feel like they're going to keep the house and they'll use it as like mm-hmm. a summer home. I mean, it could be possible. I could be wrong. Maybe they have to sell the house, but they really don't go into any any of that. But I'm just assuming that the grandfather owned it and they're just going to keep it right. as a summer house. And I mean, honestly, it's you could just move into it and use it as your own house and like live on an island for the rest of your life. I guess it would depend. But we do learn that Vicky doesn't have to transition to the new school. Mm-hmm. She's telling this to Adam. And Adam says that he likes the poems because Vicky finally let him read her poems. And she says she's going to turn them into her school's like paper. Newspaper, yeah. Yeah. And she gives Adam a kiss on the cheek goodbye. And Adam says, all right. Well, whenever she gives him a kiss goodbye and she's leaving, this is where I thought, okay, so then she chose chose no one. one. Yeah. But then Adam goes, I'll I'll write you. And then she says, I'll I'll write too. And you're like, oh, she chose Adam. Yeah. That was where I was like, so she did choose Adam? But like they didn't make it clear enough to where she definitely chose him. It was just like a maybe. But then we have our final scene that you kind of brought up a little earlier. Her grandpa reading over the end scene. Yes, which is pretty much just Vicky kind of doing her whole communication thing with one of the dolphins, sort oh. of. And so, but the reason I really want to bring this up is because, as we know, the grandfather dies, right? Mm-hmm. You want to know what my theory was for the grandpa? What? That he was going to be a dolphin. Dolphin. And so, whenever she starts communicating with the dolphin, I was like, it's the grandpa! <laughs> it's the grandpa! It's totally the grandpa! I'd say the only way that it could be that <laughs> is if a new baby dolphin was just born. I guess that's true, too. I just, I, I so wanted that to be the grandpa. Because, like, my whole mermaid thing. Like, literally, cut out all the stupid love stuff and make Vicky a mermaid. That's it. <laughs> like, that's all I want. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but anyhow... So, I do know a few things. I already mentioned the whole, based on a novel and everything. I think I told you about the fact that Susie was older and everything. A couple of things about various actors and actresses. As I mentioned, going in, I already knew about Ryan Merriman being in it. Right. Because he's on the poster. See, that was a surprise for me at first when I saw him. Oh, Okay. Luckily Irish. Yeah. (laughs) And then in the movie, whenever I was watching it, the person that became a surprise to me was Jared Padalecki. See, I saw his name. I was like, oh, he's, I hope he's one of the, (laughs) at first I thought he was going to be like the main love interest. Uh I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. That could have made sense I thought maybe he was like, because whenever you read the, the title, the part, Uh the synopsis of it, Uh it's like uh, a researcher, yada, yada. I thought he was going to be the researcher. That would have been interesting. Yeah, I could have seen that a little bit. But the thing that I didn't realize I knew this person until after, and I looked up all their acting credits, the girl who plays Susie, Mm -hmm. I actually know her from at least one thing, she's in the show Reba, Reba McIntyre's show, Uh I don't know if you ever watched it, but she's like the middle child in that show, she's one of Reba's daughters, she's apparently also in a good amount of episodes of Star Trek Voyager, Mm. so if you ever get around to watching that one... You'll see her pop up in that as well. And then I already told you where you know you're Rob from. He's from Thunderbirds. And then I was trying to figure out various places that I knew some other actors. I didn't really know anyone. I did find out that Vicky is apparently in things like Notting Hill, The Sixth Sense, but apparently is really known for The O.C., where she plays this character named Marissa. 
Mm-hmm. And the reason I really want to bring this up is because very recently, like within the last two weeks or so, do you know the actress Haley Lou Richardson? Don't know. So she was in things like Edge of Seventeen. She was in Split. She was one of the girls that gets kidnapped in Split. Never seen Split. You haven't seen Split? Oh, it's so good. Uh, she's also most recently she was in I'm Pregnant, which is that movie on HBO about getting an abortion and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But great actress, tremendous actress. Haley Lou Richardson on Instagram made this video, and it was, if I can remember correctly. This character of Marissa by a poolside and her mom's telling her that they need to leave to go do something. And she had like done the scene kind of as a way to make fun of the scene. Because mm-hmm. they show her doing it and playing it out. And then right after it ends, it shows the scene from the OC. And you're just like, oh god, this is terrible. <laughs> but I think... That she's the Marissa in the poolside, and she's basically got her little headphones in. She's listening to music, and it, it's so funny. Like, it's funny. Anyhow. <laughs> and then the other two, we have the Harbor Master, who apparently is in Matrix 2 and 3. Okay. I, I don't recognize him. Yeah, I think he's mainly someone who's, like... Background character? Pretty much. Because he's apparently also in Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. But whenever they showed the name, I well, was like, mm, I don't know. Maybe he's um, uh, alien. It's possible. So. I, I don't know whether he's an alien or if he's just like kind of one of the Jedi who maybe gets slaughtered at some point. Mm, that too. But he's apparently in that as well. And he's also in things like Daybreakers and Upgrade. And then the grandfather. Is he Daybreakers? Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. I, like they have the names listed, but I, it's also been a long time since I've seen Daybreakers. And so it'd be a thing where I need to go and watch him and be like, oh, I see where he's at now. Because I, I know to look out for him. But then we have the grandfather, who's apparently in things like Shawshank Redemption, a sequel to the original Magnificent Seven called The Guns of the Magnificent Seven. And then the thing that I know the most of is that he's in Planet of the Apes from 1968, the original. I, I have seen a little bit of the original. But he, but he would have been an ape, so you really yeah. wouldn't have seen his face. But he's in that as well. But yeah. The, th- the biggest thing that I wanted to point out is the whole OC thing. So I read that and I was like, oh wait, Haley Richardson did that recently. But anyhow, Kyle, tell me, what were your overall thoughts with this? Do you think this is a nostalgic movie at all? Definitely not a nostalgic movie. I don't think I'll watch this ever again. Uh, m- maybe once more, if needed. Right. But, you know, I don't think... if. I'm like going through the movies like, oh, The Ring of the Slide, will I watch it? Um, no, <laughs> no. Um, now, it's okay. It was a good movie, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Just drugged on too long. There's too many. Three three different stories in one movie is too much. Yeah. Two at most, I think. Like The Grandfather and The Dolphin. Right. They are okay together. And then if there were some changes, I don't know how the book is because I'm probably not going to read the book. Anymore, <laughs> so I'll tell you that right now. But Dolphin thing uh, had the mermaid thing. Uh-huh. Where she was a mermaid. And then, like you were saying, if the grandfather was reincarnated as a dolphin and she was a mermaid, that would have been awesome. Right. But they didn't do it, so they missed the chance. Yeah, I can agree with you that, to me, this definitely does not feel like it would be a nostalgic film at all. I know I never had seen it before this, and... I'm pretty sure it's mainly because I had seen the trailers and the trailers didn't. Did not look good. No. And they didn't inspire me. And 
it could have been a case where the trailers whenever I was younger didn't inspire me, but I could have watched it now and I could have been impressed by it. Because that's kind of what happened to me with like Color of Friendship, mm-hmm. where I kind of had seen it when I was younger, but I really didn't pay attention to it. But watching it now, I like can see the importance of it and it's a beautiful story. And I was expecting or hoping that that would be the case with A Ring of Endless Light. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe at a certain point I'd have tears flowing whenever, you know, the grandpa's dying and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I didn't care. Uh, and I think that's... It was because it's too long. It's everything else pulled your interest. It's like, yeah, no. It's... So the fact that... It's not even too long because it's under an hour and a half. Right. But it's the fact that it feels long. It's all because they have this stupid, ridiculous love triangle storyline going on in the middle of all the other important stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they just take that out, just consolidate it, and then build on the story, the other two stories that you have in there. Mm-hmm. I guarantee this works much better. Like this would be up there with like a horse sense and a color of friendship. But right now it's like lower tier. Like this is like on the like just above. Oh, well, it's not. It's above Ultimate Christmas Presents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Above, right? No, that well, that's what I was gonna say. Right now I have it, and it's like just barely above these. But it's for me just above. Uh, Ultimate Christmas Present, just above Brink, and uh, the magic one that we watched, which I can't remember because I hate it so much. Magic one? The, the, now you see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because now you see it, I think I have it at the very, very bottom. uh, This is below now you see it. You think now you see it's, uh, I I just find that was so terrible. I (laughs) I put it just above now. Uh, Below. Just below. So it's above Brink and definitely above. Oh, yeah. Ultimate Christmas Present. I have one more question for you before. Why are there so many Halloween movies, but not a lot of Christmas? I've only seen one Christmas decom, and that's the ultimate Christmas present. There's there's seen. another one that oh, we have it? coming up. Yeah, I have it have it on our list. It's called Twas the Night, I think. Oh, okay. Which, that's another one where I don't think I've ever really seen it before, but there's, I've seen the trailers for there's it. There's a lot more Halloween. It's because everyone loves Halloween. Although, you would think that... There's been at yeah. least Christmas. There's been enough Christmas things that you'd think they'd have a Christmas thing. Maybe because of Hallmark. Hallmark basically has the uh, Christmas thing, thing yeah. unlocked. That's very true. Well, if it ever comes to it, we could always just watch Noel over and over again. I love Noel. Like I, I haven't seen it, so it would oh, be interesting. It is. I mean, you might watch it and think it's it's the worst thing ever, but I watched it whenever it was pretty much first announced. I didn't watch it the day that it was announced because it came out on the same day as Disney plus, but I watched it around the Christmas time mm-hmm. and I was just in awe of it. Like I had tears in my eyes and there's this whole kind of storyline in Noel. And I don't want to go too much into it because this isn't about Noel. It's about mm-hmm. ring of Venice light, but in Noel, what it does better than what a ring of Venice light does is it promotes the women and mm-hmm. they don't have to talk about men and it's all about female empowerment. I, gu- I guarantee if... Uh, I don't know how the book is written. Mm-hmm. But if this movie was made, like, now, mm-hmm. they would take a lot of the boy stuff out. Probably, yeah. I can. So if it was remade right now, then I think it would be a whole lot better. Yeah, probably. I mean, I would I would hope so. I would hope they take the love triangle out. Mm-hmm. Because that, that just... It, it definitely hinders the movie than, than it does help. But yeah. So, guys, those were our thoughts and opinions on A Ring of Endless Light. Let us know what you think. 
Do you think we're crazy for thinking this is terrible? Do you, do you think the love story actually works in this movie? Do you think our opinions and theories are valid with thinking that Vicky was going to turn into a mermaid? Like, I was literally, 90% of the time, I was like, she's turning she's into a mermaid. mermaid. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Also, what do you think about my theory of the grandpa becoming a, a dolphin? Because that totally happened, too. Anyhow, <laughs> you can find me on all social media at Tather92, Kyle. You can follow me at no social media, but I'll say talk to you next week. And you can follow our podcast social media on Facebook and Instagram at Nostalgia Decoms Today. Next week, we are going to be watching and talking about Gotta Kick It Up, which I'm fairly certain I've seen before, but it's also been a long time, so I don't 100% know. Mm-hmm. But I do know, I think, that it's about cheerleading, so I'm really excited to talk about that. And then also, I will tell you about it more soon as we get closer to the end such beginning of the year. But Kyle, I have an idea for something to do when it comes to the new year. Okay. Uh, that'll be a little bit different. It won't necessarily be talking about a decom. We're just going to give our own opinions. And I'll, I'll explain it to you. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. I, I just want to keep it as a tease for the audience for it's coming soon. But yeah, until next time, guys, we will talk to you later. Bye-bye.